Okay. All right. Um, Just a couple other things I want to talk about. You're probably wondering about all these water bottles, but I'm going to get to that in a minute. Um, First, uh, I just want to get up to date, uh, uh, get you up to date on our giving right now. We're real honest about that. You'll see all the facts in the bulletin, but I just wanted to point out specifically uh, up through five months of this year, we're about 15% down on our budgeted giving. So we kind of look and expect to a certain amount of giving. We're about 15% down. That's the bad news. The good news is our expenses are about 10% down. So um, so we're not being thwarted from doing what God's called us to do, but I just feel like it's uh, it's good and right to let you know that's what's going on. So if God's put it in your heart to give, if you're a regular giver and you haven't in a while, hey, it's a great time to do it. When I was making this announcement in the first service, right at this point, a baby started wailing, and that worked really well for me, you know, to just get the compassion going. So anyway, um, you, we'll, we'll keep you up to date in the bulletin. God's doing a great thing, and uh, there's so much happening right now in and through our church. I'm just, I'm thrilled by it. I'm thrilled by it. <clears throat> Another opportunity to give. So I was sitting in an elders meeting on Thursday, and this just goes to prove God can speak to anyone, anywhere. Because God spoke to me in an elders meeting. I was sitting there. I was thinking about the Poor House, which is a ministry that we support. Chad and Andrea work hard every Wednesday, every Sunday, and every other 168 hours in the week uh, to minister to, to bless, to give to, and to help to lead those experiencing homelessness in our city. And um, they, they specifically, on a practical level, they go through 300 water bottles a week just giving water to people in the name of Jesus. They go through how many socks? A billion, no, 25 cases of water and 300 pairs of men's socks every single week, just giving those things away to people who are walking our streets who may or may not know the Father but definitely need the Father's love. So some of you are out there like me. You're thinking, why don't they just wash their socks? Okay, and let's just be honest about it. They don't have a home. This, this is not just turn your socks in and get them washed. Imagine you're walking through the summer in Indianapolis and you got one pair of socks. Um, that's, that's, what life, that's what life is like for them. So I had this idea. If I could make a, a, a pulpit out of water bottles, I'm marketing this idea. If I need investors. I'm calling it the poorhouse pulpit. Okay? You can, you can see me at poorhousepulpit.com. That's a joke. Okay? Somebody came up and asked me earlier after the first service, did you really get the website? You, you can get it. It was Andrea, yeah. <clears throat> there are 800 water bottles here. This will last them about two weeks of giving out water. 800 water bottles. I thought to myself, okay, this cost me 80 bucks. Um, if I could get nine pastor friends of mine in the city, each to make a poorhouse pulpit and preach from it, that they'd... That's a lot of water bottles, like seven, over 7,000 water bottles. But what I'd like for us to do as a church is I'd like us essentially to create a pulpit every week if we could. So we don't, they don't all have to be up here, but I imagine poorhouse pulpits out in our lobby every single week. I imagine poorhouse sanctuaries out there. We'll make tunnels. We'll do jungle gyms. All right? I mean, literally, whatever it takes. This is, this is Sermon on the Mount. Gospel Jesus 101. Treat others as you would want to be treated. So this is a very practical way to do that. If you want to talk to Andrea or Chad more about that, they'll take your financial resources and your help. Honestly, we give this stuff because that allows them to use their finances 
to actually help these people take the next step in their lives, to get ID cards, to get, you know, vaccinations, to get jobs and housing. So this is the real deal, and we get a chance to be a part of it. Got it? Poorhousepulpit.com. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, Jonathan, I'm going to ask you to come up in a minute, so get your preaching stuff on, all right? Um, just one other announcement. I've, I made this once before, but I want to make sure everyone hears. Uh, Clay Orinder, who's been uh, our lead worshiper for the last almost two years, uh, will be stepping down at the end of August, uh, specifically uh, to invest himself in the coming of the kingdom of God at Anderson University for his senior year. So... Uh, that's going to be great. Clay will still be with us, but we're looking for a lead worshiper. So you can find that uh, job description. It's a part-time position. It's on our website. It's on a bunch of websites. If you or you know someone who's interested in that position, you think they might be called, we're looking in this uh, next month to fill that position. God has called someone here to, uh, to lead us into a realm of worship while Jesus does his work in the city. So uh, help us out. Okay. Jonathan Thomas, would you please come forward? <clears throat> this is, uh, believe it or not, we're the vineyard and we're spontaneous. This is a spontaneous encounter. Um, I, I heard over the weekend that Jonathan and some of his cohort had an experience in the city, and then I saw him walk in here this morning, and so uh, Jane asked him, hey, would you, would you tell us what Jesus is doing out there in the city? And so I want, to hear, I want you to hear a testimony of, of God being visible in the city. This is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. And this is us. So, Thanks. You've got 40 seconds. 40 seconds. No, awesome. Kidding. All right, I'm done. <laughs> no, no um, nah, really, uh, it is, it is uh, an honor to be with you again. Um, I did not expect to speak. In fact, I was going to slip in the back just and slip out at the very end of worship. But... Um, I was just minding my own business this morning, and the Lord clearly, I mean very loudly said, be at Vineyard at 11.30. And I was like, okay, somebody must have a word for me. <laughs> so um, so here I am. But uh, Friday night, um, I hope the, the small, very small community of prayer that I'm privileged to be a part of, we were praying particularly um, into the this was indie pride weekend for the last eight years we've um, done outreach at the pride festival and um, every year it just grows and grows and this year they were anticipating over a hundred thousand in downtown indianapolis and so i was really you know on the eve of father's day um, just really kind of carrying the burden of the lord and so we had a really intense time of prayer uh, surrounding the LGBT movement, um, but the other, the accompanying scripture that really stuck out to me was First Corinthians four fifteen, which says there are many teachers but few fathers. And as we were praying, the 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 text of the prayer began to really take on the or the tone of the prayer was God, give us the spirit of adoption that we might not just go to the streets to get people saved, but that we would actually adopt sons and daughters and that we would become fathers, that we would actually disciple a culture. And so um, as after the prayer meeting, I was on my motorcycle and it was stalling out and I barely made it into 
this little uh, gas station. And I looked, I filled up my tank, and as I was pulling out, I saw this girl just out of the peripheral of my eye. I saw her sitting on some luggage, and I just, you know, something in my spirit jumped. And I was like, Lord, what was that about? But I just, it's late, it's 1130 or something like that. I'm trying to get home, and I'm riding down the road, and the Lord says, she's a slave, turn around. He says, she's a slave, turn around. So I turned around. And I went up, you know, and uh, I, I pulled up to her, and she looked like she might have been 17 or 18. And so I was like, okay, how do I do this? This dude pulls up on a loud motorcycle, 1130 at night, black guy. You know, like, you know, what am I, how do I approach her without scaring the, you know, mess out of her? So, um, so I just kind of walked up to her, you know, and I said, you know, I, I don't want to scare you or anything, but, but are you okay? As soon as I said that, she just broke in tears. And she says, no, I'm not okay. And I said, well, what's going on? And she, could, she was just weeping so hard she couldn't say anything. And then I said, are you a slave? And she says, I just got dropped off here by a guy. He left me, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not from here. I'm from Wisconsin. I said, what are you doing here? She said, well, he was a pimp. She said, he's a pimp. And uh, long story short, um, I was able to call some of the females that had been at the prayer meeting with us, and they came over, and we began to love on her. And uh, we found a place, someone in our community uh, let her stay at the house that night. But we began to engage with this young lady who had been, um, who's basically been on the streets since she was 13, um, her father, her, her natural father is 89 years old and he's been in a nursing home. Uh, her mom died when she was 10 and she had to find a way to survive. So somehow the one who's the, the, the fathers were on the streets. So a father took her in when she was 13, an evil father and began to exploit, you know, her body. And, uh, so long story short, she, we were able to share the love of God with her, and she that night not only was born again into the kingdom of God, but she was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she is going to, wait a second, that night she was ripped out of the kingdom of darkness. She was a slave to sin, and she was being enslaved by slaves, and God set her free and filled her with power and set her into a family. Can I get a praise out of Vineyard? I believe, I believe, the more and more I walk these streets and the more and more I see... I believe, I think we've gotten really callous as to what salvation really is. I think when we talk about miracles, we're looking for legs to grow and we're looking for all these different things. Real salvation is an absolute miracle. It is the, the, the process of complete transformation, rebirth, renewal. And I saw the real deal that night. And so she, um, she's actually uh, back in Milwaukee today. She's coming back Tuesday. And she's going to move here, and we're going to disciple her. And we're going to raise her. We gained a daughter. You gained a sister. And um, so I, I just I say that because the very next, well, not the next day, about 
about uh, nine hours later, me and Thomas and I know some others, Haley and others, were down at the Gay Pride Festival, and all I could think was that this girl was the first fruits. You know, it's the same situation. It's slavery. We're enslaved to ourselves. And, and I felt like the Lord is actually going to birth. I actually felt like the Lord said he is going to birth a new worship expression in this city out of those that are in sexual brokenness. That God is actually, but is there a people that are willing to actually have the spirit of adoption and adopt these broken ones who have never known the love of the Father? And so maybe I'm here today because you have this heart. I believe that this pulpit right here, there are so many people, we sang it, nothing compares to your embrace. There is a city, there's a whole city filled with crisis. I, I personally have been, just if I can be transparent and then I'm done. I have been in a personal family crisis. I have seen not only the crisis of my life, but in the last probably three weeks, I have come upon crisis upon crisis upon crisis upon crisis. There is crisis everywhere, everywhere. And it's because we don't know who Christ is. And so God is looking for people who will willingly position themselves to step into the crisis and be Christ. God is looking for people who long for crisis. He says, you are the solution to the crisis in the earth and in this city. It's all around us. Blessed are the pure in heart. They will see God in the crisis. And the people in crisis will see God through you. And so. I just believe that we are in an incredible, incredible, there's an incredible opportunity before us in the city. All around us, there's crisis. Even tonight, even today, as you leave this place at a gas station, maybe you're stopping by McDonald's. Somebody next to you is in crisis. They really are. And so Isaiah 58 says, if you will spend yourselves on behalf of the poor, if you'll give yourselves, you will be called the restorer of streets with dwellings, the repair of bro broken walls, and you'll heal and, and restore the ancient ruins. And so I just believe that, uh, I, you know, I'm just blessed to be a part of, part of that. So. <laughs> Probably your wife wants you back for lunch or something, but do you have a few more minutes? Because I want you to pray for us. Um, there's, there's just no doubt that God brought Jonathan here this morning. I mean, God has a call on his life. I remember the first time I met him at a Panera, and he told me the story of his life to that point, and I was just like, whoa. <laughs> but it's not just through people like Jonathan that God does this. Um, I think he'll be okay with me saying he's not a super holy prophet, super evangelist. I think, he, he, I think Jonathan is a person filled with the Holy Spirit, the exact same Holy Spirit that fills us. The same spirit that we celebrated last week at Pentecost, the same Holy Spirit is within us. One of the verses that has really captured me in this last year is Ezekiel chapter 34, uh, 16 or 17. And it's, it's God speaking against the shepherds of Israel. It's really Jesus speaking against the shepherds of Israel. And he says, you know, you didn't do the job of a shepherd. And so uh, verse 15, the Lord says, I myself will search for the lost. I myself will bring back the stray. I myself will bind up the broken and strengthen the weak. 
And I just think that is a call for our church right now. The lost, the stray, the wounded, and the weak. I mean, honestly, I say this to people. People will come into the vineyard and they'll say like, oh, I don't know, it's kind of weird. It's, I don't know where else, you know, they got their brokenness. They say, maybe I should go another place. And you know what I say to them? Where else are you going to go where you'll be accepted like you'll be accepted here? I don't say that with pride. I say that because that's who we are. We, we are that church that has the heart for the sexually broken and the poor and the addict. And it's not just sitting at the street corners. It's not just the anonymous person next to you. It's your neighbors. It's your coworkers. You're, you're, you're right. And, and in fact, I, I just want to say, I love tag team. You, you know, I, I want to say this. That's true, though, because we expect when you think of the prostitute or I mean, it's sex trafficking and she's 18 years old. She's been doing it since she was 13. She was a slave. But this is what I'm saying. You think, oh, well, that must be happening down on the far east side. Let me tell you where this was. 86th Street. I mean, this is your this is right here. This is your hood. This is not this is not that hood. This is your hood. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's right underneath us. But he said, do you have eyes to see and ears to hear? Because if you have eyes and you're willing in the inconvenience of all the stuff you got to do, are you willing to spin yourselves? You know, anyway, pray for us. Why don't you guys stand? I'm just going to ask uh, Jonathan to pray for us and to release that spirit of adoption, that, uh, that sense of that, that sense of the Lord uh, releasing upon us our calling. And in some of you right now, your hearts are jumping because you realize no matter where you are with God, you realize this is my calling. Like this, this is what I'm this is what I was made for. That this Holy Spirit's been given to me so it would pour out of me. John seven thirty seven, you know, Jesus said, if anyone's thirsty, let him come to me. Anyone who believes in me, according to the scripture, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. I mean, we're not just a water bottle handout station. We are rivers of living water in this city. So, um, Jonathan, if you just, just pray for us. Father, we love you. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, God. We love you, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, Father, for your great, great love for us, God. I thank you that you are stirred with emotions. God, you are stirred. You, Jesus, are the one who looked upon the crowds and were moved with compassion. So, Father, first of all, I pray again that you would release a travail in this congregation. God, that you would take hearts of stone and give to us hearts of flesh. Lord, I pray for every person in this room for a greater, a greater ability to feel what you feel and to be moved by what moves you. Lord, I'm asking right now that you would birth uh, 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 just a, such a sensitivity and a, and a groaning, Lord, that we would be filled with such a, 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 a heightened measure of your love, Lord, that love would compel us to the multitudes. Lord, I pray that all religious obligation, all legalistic motivation would be broken in this house. Lord, I pray for people transformed by your love who transform others. Lord, I ask God for the transforming uh, winds of love to begin to blow all through this place. 
Even now, just lift your hands and say, Lord, touch me with your love. Move me with your compassion, God. I'm asking for great grace, Lord. I thank you that you give grace, God, to the humble. And Lord, we say we have no good in us except that which you give to us. God, we say that we can do nothing apart from you. The vineyard can do nothing apart from you, God. JT can do nothing apart from you. So God, we ask for the grace of the Holy Spirit to begin a Grip us in a fresh way. I'm asking, Holy Spirit, would you sweep through this room? Even now, release a burning in our hearts, God. From the youngest to the oldest, God. I ask, God, that you would cause even the young ones in this house to prophesy. That praise would be released from their mouths, even in the streets, God. Even in the schools, even in the daycares, in the vacation Bible schools, in the after school program. God, I'm asking right now, Lord, to the oldest, God, that the oldest... Old women, Lord, would set an example of godliness and that they would prophesy and raise up daughters in the faith. God, I ask that the old men would receive fresh vision, God, vitality in their in their hands, in their knees, in their legs, in their backs, God, to lift the yoke, the burden off the off the shoulders of the oppressed, God. I thank you that you said if you spend yourselves on behalf of the weak and the hungry, you would be like a well-watered garden, a vineyard, God. I ask for the water of heaven to begin to flow through this house in a greater measure, God. Let Vineyard be a people of of the great release, God. Let Vineyard be a people, God, a well-watered spring, God, that brings life and vitality to the thirsty all around them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Okay. Well, um, well, there's church. Um, we're going to, um, uh, we're going to have a ministry team up front. And, um, if you'd like someone to pray for you, if God spoke to you anytime today and he, you feel like he gave you a call, he said something to you. Um, I'd like you to take the, the, the courageous step of walking forward and letting someone know God spoke to me about opening my heart, about opening my pocketbook to the poor, about spending myself for someone else. Um, so ministry team, I'd ask you to come forward. Um, if anyone wants prayer, you're welcome to come here. Um, if you want to hear a message, there was one in the first service and, um, um, we got a, um, a father's day brunch over here. If you want that, we'd love to have you. Uh, I just want to say the love of God, the father is here upon us. And so receive it and drink it in in full. And, uh, when you get to overflowing leak on someone. Okay. So uh, if you want prayer, come on forward. Otherwise, go in peace to love and see the Lord. Have a great day.